Wow, wow, wow. Fuck me. We're reviewing One Division. Who are we? Well, we are Was It Good? Who am I? I'm Ravi. Who are these people at the table with me? My brothers, Christian and Arjuna. And no, I was not able to recast them in time for this pod. I've already said too much. Spoilers ahead. And spoiler alert, I've already spoiled everything. It's it actually something. said something. Also, you only did three wows instead of four wows at the top. So I think no, we I went wow, 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 wow. I heard you, uh, you went you wow, wow, wow. Did I double a wow? No. no you maybe in your mind. I said wow. Anyway, I think we should redo it from the top. No, that was good. That was good enough. It would have been better if like we had changed the chairs around, you know, like recast each other as <laughs> each other. So you could have been like, I'm Ravi and you're Arjuna. Oh, and I'm, I'm Christian. now just getting my intro and saying recast wow. as the spoiler. That's good. Yeah. That was very uh that was very well written. You just blew your own mind. I did actually. I'm gonna <laughs> nice. sit here for a bit and be like, wow. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, wow, 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 wow. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. Nice Gordon Ramsay little uh, intro there. It's great. What's he doing besides TikToks and yelling at people in duets? Uh, traveling Ramsey, traveling the world on the dime of Nat Geo or whatever whatever uh network, network is paying him to travel. Oh, good life. He does TikToks? Yes. What do those look like? He has it. So basically, he his TikToks are primarily where they duet the duet feature, where you you basically react to somebody else's video. And there's a lot. There's TikTok is filled with a whole cooking section, right? Of like quick and easy, like you know, you don't need to cook a steak on a pan. You could put in a in a, a toaster. <laughs> What the or fuck? like cover it in melt in butter and then throw it in the oven, like really weird shit like that. Huh? That's uh, that's that's, that's Gordon Ramsay's TikTok. Yeah, he basically reacts to that and tells him you you fucking donkey and you know like fuck <laughs> donkey. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, hilarious. we're not talking. We're not talking. Obviously about Gordon Ramsay. We're talking Wonder Vision, episode five, titled on a very special episode. Very oh, nice. that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually missed that. Okay. So I was like, wait, wait, what? Finish, what, finish, the, finish the thought. What's the title? The oh, title well. is On a Very Special on a very Episode, special episode yeah. at Night. And then yeah. you just awkwardly pause there yeah. and stare. Oh. Similar to what the character Angus did in that episode. Oh, God. You mean Agnes? Agnes, thank Not you. Not Angus. Angus. Angus beef? Angus I got Angus. beef on the head. <laughs> Seriously, here's a piece of beef. <laughs> oh, God. God. Imagine you just pulled like a steak. Magic. It was like a like Wu's character, right? With the card. card? Yeah, just a but a steak instead of a card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randall, oh Randall I'm Park. Asian Ravi. Uh, Randall Park did an interview after last week's episode talking about they're like, you know, did you know the trick beforehand or like how did it work? And he's just like, I really wanted to make sure I got it, so he like practiced for like a couple days straight before they taped. And he's like, and I think we got it in like just a a few tries. I don't think it took too long. <laughs> how many is a few tries? Well, that's the beauty of it, right? A few could be literally anything. Uh, did the nicest man in Hollywood, Paul Rudd, help him learn? That's a great question. <laughs> Better question would be, did Paul Rudd know that trick before uh, filming that scene in, in uh, Ant-Man 2? I'm going to guess he did. I'm going to guess he did because I don't think Paul Rudd acts. I think he's just himself and everything. <laughs> that's like the best life. Yeah. yeah, because like Paul Rudd in Ant-Man is the same as his character in... Uh, everything yeah and everything but more so the one where he has no male friends oh no this is gonna bother me yeah what are you talking about i love you man yeah that's the one thank you yeah yeah with jason uh, siegel yes yep. yeah great film great film anyway we're just going all over the place here tangent 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 tangent, tangent upon tangent so anyway wonder vision episode five let's do our one word impressions to 
recap the episode in one word or the viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go first oh. um, because I'm a little annoyed and oh. uh, I'm annoyed specifically at algorithm. Algorithm. <laughs> so before I was even before I even had a chance to kind of <laughs> watch this episode, it was ruined. Yeah, and it was ruined because part of my job, my real job, not this. This isn't a job. This is just fun. But my real job requires me to check Twitter, be on social media. And Twitter has this function where they have the trending topics. Typically, when they have a trending phrase or hashtag, there's also a couple of either sentences or uh, other words associated. And obviously, the big one would be the brother known as Quicksilver. Pietro, Pietro uh, was was trending um, under One Division. Some people already told me it's my own fault. I should have muted One Division. And yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah, probably or or you know, somebody else had told me I should set my priorities straight, and the first thing I should do is wake up and watch it. Or no, you stay up until midnight. <laughs> yeah, or stay up like until midnight. I do. God. Like this guy. Um, this is why I stay up. This is why you lift all them weights. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, like I think our June might be onto something here because like now I'm actually reconsidering like. Do I, do I start staying up until midnight now so that this doesn't happen? Um, but we'll get into this in a little bit because this is, again, I think, actually, we can just have this conversation right now. This is kind of part of the problem, I think, with this show is you have all these great reveals, these emotional arcs. And unfortunately, because it's done week over week, the chances of it being spoiled for you increase as opposed to if the whole thing was just dumped there at once. Well, it's also a societal issue, right? We live in a in a trending, you know, a social trending type of society where things get spoiled for you, spoiled for you pretty easily on a Twitter, on an Instagram, and on any social platform. So you kind of have to either live under a rock for X amount of time before those types of things are discussed, or you watch them immediately. Or you just don't go on Twitter. I know it's, you said your job, though, is, yeah. is, is forced. Yeah, yeah. you got to be careful in them Twitter streets. As, yeah, uh, one of exactly. our former guests. Yeah, exactly. uh, that, was TD. That? TD. Yeah. that was TD. That was TD. Right. Be careful in them Twitter streets. Be careful in them Twitter streets. He's, he's, he's very, very accurate. But, yeah, my, my one-word impression is going to be algorithm. Oh. Your one word should have been, no. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, Darth Vader. In episode three, when he realized that he's... Life is over. That the franchise had peaked. <laughs> the franchise peaked at the prequel trilogy? <laughs> oh, shit. Hot take right there. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, real quick, uh, we're obviously streaming on twitch.tv slash was it good. Be sure to check out the pod there live so you can drop comments like this from Courtney McNerdy. Do, uh, do you keep saying Wonder Vision? Uh, I, I like to think that it's my... Um, Fucked up accent that is screwing it up. Yeah. WandaVision. Wanda. WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Just do it, do it. Say it like you're from Boston. Okay. WandaVision. Coffee. Khakis. Cam Brady. Did you say car keys or did you say khakis? khakis. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same it's thing. It's the same, it's the same so. thing. It's whatever you want it to be. The Casey Affleck uh, Dunkin' Donuts SNL sketch is you're still probably phenomenal. one of the best Boston accents. I mean, he's a terrible person, but that skit was great. Yeah, that's why it's great, because he is a terrible person <laughs> and encompasses what... Okay, All right, I'll just start work. there. I'll start there. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting down that rabbit hole. Arjuna, what's your one-word impression for this beautiful piece of television art? Uh, I'm going to go with Popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Last week it was predictable, and now it's popsicle. It's called p words. It's p words in three syllables. That's going to be your new thing. No, the reason I like popsicle, obviously the the big the next week big... will be powerful. 
<laughs> Predictable, popsicle, powerful. Yeah. I'm forming my own sentences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're playing the long game. Uh, but the reason I go with pop school is because obviously the big talking point of this episode is the reveal at the end. And, you know, we saw Evan Peters for about 30 seconds and he kind of has some humorous line. And he's like, I think I, I forget the exact line, but he's like, who's this pop school head? When he like looks at vision and they play the laugh track. And I, I just thought that was funny. And QR laugh track. Ooh, oh, orange. Shit, which one orange, is orange? Orange. orange. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? That's the laugh track. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the laugh track. That's yeah. the laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that random guy going? <laughs> our laugh track's weird. Uh, but popsicle for our new Quicksilver. Nice. nice. And his appearance and uh, remark around vision. Nice. Christian, you? Uh, mine's gonna be nice and simple. It's gonna be quickie. <laughs> Why? I was gonna go a bunch of different ways with this, and it yeah. just came to me. I'm like, I think the biggest part of the episode, uh, obviously, is Quicksilver. And I'm, I'm going to give him a nickname. It's going to be Quickie. Quickie. Um, and also, he was in it for a, a quick second. So it works for that. He, it, they, they've, they've, for this episode, they nailed the, uh, wow, we want so much more. They ended it on a cliffhanger. Um, the implications from that appearance are massive. It's multifaceted. I think. Yeah. It's, it's, and, uh, and it could go, it could go in a lot of different directions. Right. So, you know, a show that up until this point seems to have been, you know, trending this way and, and it's, you know, it's, it's the story's pulling it through. There's like a, a through thread and it's, it's been fairly linear. Now all of a sudden we have something where I feel for the first time we could truly go in a few different directions and the implications beyond uh, WandaVision um, and MCU and Disney in general are, are pretty big, right? They can so, bring in the great. Beyonder now, <laughs> right? You said Beyond, no one Beyonder, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. Nope, get out. Nope, get out. nope, no Beyonder. Fuck me. Fuck me, I never I liked guess. the Beyonder because get he the had a fuck out of here. He's in a mullet. He looked like Wolverine. He, he, looked cool. stupid. he looked like Space Wolverine. He's like this like multi-universe like amazing godlike figure, and he has a fucking mullet. Fuck that. Yeah, man, that just shows you how galactic mullets are. No, that Not just universal. shows you when they the anime series came out, which was like the nineties. Yeah. Okay, but that Beyonder arc is still fantastic. no, no, it's great. Yeah, it's great. So, I just don't so like get the, the fucking. Fuck no, I don't like the the mullet. Fuck the mullet. Um, but let's talk Quicksilver before we get into the our, our Dune's DVD chapter. Let's you got you got the sentence there is incredible. No, I know. Oh, okay. we we'll get there. But real oh. quick, I wanted to like because Quicksilver is <laughs> obviously the big, the, probably the biggest talking point there because, like you said, Grisha, it sets up and can do so many different things. What's everyone's kind of personal belief? Obviously, Ooh. we're midway through the season, four episodes left. Yeah. After this series, season, whatever this is, Disney Plus event ends, we are going to kind of roll almost directly into Winter Soldier. Um, there's a whole bunch of things happening with multiverse. There's Doctor Strange. There's the Spider-Man three. That's going to also touch on multiverse. We've already seen multiverse with Into the Spider-Verse. What do we think personally is going on here? Do we think it's a multiverse thing, or is this kind of a <laughs> television is funny? Oh, like a, a quick one-off, right? Because Darcy, for example, said, "Oh, she recast her brother." Right. Right. So, right. what are we thinking? Well. Multiverse makes the most sense, right? Uh, they have to figure out a way to introduce the X-Men, and the multiverse is probably the easiest, cleanest way to do it. Um, so I, I think I think that's that's probably it's got to be the way to go. I, I don't know if there's another way to to do it that would be clean 
and as effective or as impactful. I don't think it should be like clean either. I think there has to be implications and it has to be a little bumpy sure. in terms of like how it's introduced. Um, and I think there's also something else that goes into the element of this introduction of a different version of Quicksilver, right? And it's something that they kind of hearken on at the beginning of the episode when uh, Monica looks over her clothes and she shoots a bullet at the legs. Mm. And she figures out, oh, it's Kevlar still, which is what she went in with. Um, so Wanda is changing matter. She's actually like... There's a lot going on there stuff. because we... It's a little confusing after this episode just what she's in control of because it seems like... And Ravi touched on this. He has a theory, which I'll let you, you know, talk about yourself. As in, uh, is is there actually only only one version of Wanda that we're interacting with? Maybe there isn't. Um, so she has a lot of power, but she doesn't seem to remember a whole lot. She seems confused sometimes. Yep. So is there an outside influence? You know. Well, so my theory, I'll just bring it up now, is when the when Wanda exits Westview to confront she uh, sword, excuse me, not shield sword. Um, I don't believe that Wanda is the Wanda that has been around specifically um, Vision. I think it's somebody else, and I think it's... I don't know if I necessarily agree with the idea that Wanda is all bad and has decided to become, as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. or S.W.O.R.D. said, a terrorist. Right. Granted, she has, like... I, I do like what they did in the beginning of the episode where they kind of recapped who is this individual before she got powers, where she was kind of a little extreme in terms of how she acted. You know, granted, it was based upon um, grief, distress, you know, conflict, etc. But I don't know if somebody like that, you know, after spending all that time with the Avengers, going through everything and all this supernatural stuff, I don't know if she would resort straight back to that in order to do whatever she's doing. So I'm wondering if the thing that we saw, the the Wanda version that we saw at the exit Westview is something else, whatever's controlling. Because there was one line that I thought was interesting where when she was talking to Monica, she says to Monica, what can you do for me? I've got everything I need here. And I don't know, that line sticks out to me where it seems like maybe, you know, if there is some other big bad thing, that that person or that thing or that entity is talking, not just Vision, but also Wanda. Granted, mm. you know, I don't know what she's trying, what this thing is trying to do with all, all that. You know, you could go back to the Mephisto Theory, which is the two children are created and brought up because Mephisto wants them for the their powers, right? So if they are truly the offspring of Wanda and Vision in some kind of way, you know, this is all part of some big bad plot. plot. I think also the other big thing, too, is the director of S.W.O.R.D. clearly is a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, that's the most obvious. obvious. Well, there's also something to, to pay attention to when... A couple things. When Wanda exits the bubble, right, she is not in her, the clothing that she's wearing from the 80s. She's back in her attire that, Avengers uniform, uniform, right? her, her uniform, correct. Her her costume, as people would say. <laughs> also, if you pay attention specifically to her accent, right? Yes. And, yes. They've, and, and I think the cast has talked about this before because a lot of people have ragged on Elizabeth Olsen and the MCU of like, your accent keeps changing. And they're like, no, it's actually very intentional. And so I just can't imagine that it's unintentional that her Sokovian accent comes out 
when right she comes there. when it comes out right there and i think it pays credence to is this the wanda we're used to or is this a version like an older version of the wanda is this a wanda that's closer to age of ultron type of wanda because she maybe has that heavier accent right hmm. versus when she's further away from it in um you know infinity war when she basically has an american accent she's a a different type of wanda so maybe they're using the accent to kind of signify uh, these different versions of Wanda, and maybe it's not necessarily a, an impersonator or a different one, but she, um, like her personality. Maybe her personalities are starting to As, split in so the House of M. Correct? Maybe, and maybe that's and she's so powerful. Correct. Why couldn't those split personalities potentially take on their own physical? Maybe not. Maybe not completely, but um, that's it. That, I, I like that a lot. I think I feel like there's a lot of uh, there's at least some evidence for that, especially because. When after she comes out of the bubble, she has a Sokovian accent. Yep. Then she goes back in. She's back into her eighties version of herself. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing that happens? She sees her brother, right? So perhaps the Sokovian part of her, or that personality, that sure. that part of her is came back in. Her, the part that's inside the TV show doesn't know what's going on, but that part came in and influenced things so that her brother shows up because that's that's what's happening. Recently, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I think that's the beautiful thing about the show is you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last week, I mean, we've been joking. Like, one of my, my bold prediction for the whole season was that Quicksilver would show up. You know, in retrospect. Quickie. Quickie. In retrospect, that's probably not a big, bold prediction, especially not anymore. And the fact that it's already happened kind of midway makes me kind of curious as to what else is going to happen, right? What's... Is there another big surprise actor? Oh yes. You know, is no. is the Quicksilver no. <laughs> is the Quicksilver to kind of like throw you off the the idea that to pretend that is the big one and there's really a bigger one or whatever. What if they what if Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany never broke character and when they've been doing all these interviews they're doing it in character and it's like a sitcom part of it and this is just a continuation of the show. Never break character. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. So they're pulling a Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> correct? So like or all this, all the media stuff, Fini- all, Phoenix. No, after no, walk all the, the media line, stuff. All of them being like, "There's a surprise actor, and it's bigger than Luke Skywalker." That's them in character. No, they never and they're said still taping. Wait, it wasn't. It's not bigger than Luke Skywalker. This is a Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker level. Nothing level. is bigger than Luke. I don't know. The, Evan, the Evan Peters for Nothing. me. The Evan Peters for me was mm-hmm. Luke level. Because of the implications. I, I was on a call downstairs and I heard you go, wow. So yeah, it was yeah. pretty big for you because yeah. you were like, wow. You know what the best part is? I said that two minutes after the episode ended because I just sat there like thinking about it. I'd be like, <laughs> so, okay, so now if, if, if she's recasted him or if this is the version that's coming in here, I'm like, when are we going to see the rest of the X-Men? Dude. Or are they going to yeah, break I'm in and save her? Are they the bad guys? Before we get to because we're jumping all over the place, let's, uh, Arjuna does put a lot of effort into his Arjuna's DVD, G- DVD chapter listing. So I do want to uh, have that read. Christian is going to actually read this for us in a oh. dramatic voice. And I'm going to pick out the dramatic voice that I want you to oh. recap this in. What? And I want you to do it like Bane. I'm Bane. Go ahead. They ripped off Xavier. <laughs> Line. <laughs> they grew up so fast. Oh, Monica is mad at Carol. More Bane. Shit is literally changing. It's Lagos. Her accent is back. Maybe. Sparky is dead. But what's the point anymore? Choose your fighter. It's Luke fucking Skywalker. 
I don't feel like that was Bane. Yeah, it, you, towards the you end, pulled it, a, you pulled it out and a little pee wee. Like I wasn't ready for no, that. No, no. Towards I the end, it, it sounded like you were making fun of like your own heritage and culture. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Mm. Yeah, we so got I, I, I had a much better way I was going to do that. No, and then I you, like, and then I, you threw on this. Yeah, we, I like doing it that way. We got a comment that said from Sahara, not Sarah. That was a mix of Bane and Kermit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nailed it. Bermit. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's go to Sparky because Sparky was uh, my favorite part. Sparky. Yeah, it was a cute, adorable dog. Mm. And then they killed it. Yeah. And that hurt me. Wait, what? They killed the dog. Well, uh, the bigger po- talking point around the dog are these two kids. Now, <laughs> do the two <laughs> kids? Nope, nope. The dog. The, do, do the two sons have the power to like just grow up? Is that that power? Or is that just Wanda's world? Wanda's well, the other thing with Wanda. These, the other thing with these two kids as well. So they're weird. You know, Agent, I don't like them. Agent Wu asked, you know, have <laughs> we ID have we ID the kids right? Yeah. And there's just kind of pause slash. Well, no, we're not sure because they kind of appear out of. Nothing essentially, right? They're brand new, brand new creations. Essentially, mm. um, the power that they have in terms of forcing themselves to grow up—that part's a little interesting. You know, in the comics, I believe they actually had superpowers. I'm not entirely sure if that was one of their powers. It's kind of a really weird one. Yeah, maybe it's just. It's just I'm going to skip childhood. Yeah, <laughs> they just get like uh, maybe it's just their powers interacting with this artificial world. Well, it could also be like Vision's. Like, doesn't isn't Vision have power to change his appearance? Obviously, yeah. Mm. So, is that like part of Vis- Vision's powers? Essentially, they can just change their appearance. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, actually, if you really think about it. How were these kids created exactly? Who knows? A stock <laughs> brought them. <laughs> oh, so okay. We're going with the flying bird. The, the flying the bird, bird theory. theory makes so much sense in this yes, world. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they killed the dog. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the well, dog was on screen for 30 seconds. Well, it was interesting, right? They, you know, that revealed an interesting perspective from Wanda where she mm-hmm. tells the children that she can't bring back things from the dead. And then Vision comes in who <laughs> was clearly brought back from the well, dead. Kind of, well, we don't really understand how he's been brought back from the dead, right? Because in episode four, we obviously got the shocking image of you know he's a walking corpse essentially real quick i would like to point out not everybody that we know were shocked by that um which again to those individuals that weren't shocked by seeing a, a walking corpse that's weird who you should have shocked? been shot I, I can't say i'm not allowed to oh uh, was it it was lauren <laughs> <laughs> not shocked yeah she wasn't shocked at all i was like cool, maybe, whatever maybe, maybe she knew it was coming <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe because of her. Maybe you know, she's seen the whole thing and has been lying. Oh, oh my god! The implications are incredible. That's that quite be, the con. That would be a very big con. But, but so in that conversation, you know, she—it's it, almost like she's talking to herself, and maybe she is right. We don't know if these kids are real or not, and the the kids are the part of her. But it's like I want to bring Vision back. I want to bring my brother back. I want to bring all these people that have died and all this loss I've had back, and the the Wanda that we see there is the the more logical side of like we can't do that it's not possible and maybe it's not right either you know like it seems like there's a a big moral dilemma going on here and specifically with the kids and even vision we we're not really sure if they're their own things or if they're just actual parts of her right vision is we're still very confused by like is he actually vision he even he has a line in here where he's like 
I can't remember anything before Westview, right? Yeah, which was the first time. Like, I, w- I was under the impression when the series started yeah. that he his memories were basically kind of up until the point just before he died and then Westview. Um, but obviously it's revealed with that line. He doesn't remember. He, like if somebody went up to him in this weird universe and said, hey, you're the kind of son of Ultron, he'd be like, what's an Ultron, I believe. So yeah. that is kind of weird, like – Oh, I would hate to have that kind of memory loss. Yeah, that's would, complete would not memory loss. That's complete. Me- like he doesn't know anything about his life before these, however many days, weeks they've been in. The- but at Why the same it- time, though, remember Wanda? Wanda says <laughs> to Vision, "You know, you know me. You love me. You have kids. Isn't that enough?" Now, but is that part? Is that part of her just implanting the memories inside of his brain? Well, no, it's part of the sitcom. Well, yes. <laughs> um, other th- other things we should talk about Vision. Uh, director of Sword uh, basically Sword. tells Agent Wu and and uh, Monica and you know all the assorted uh, agents that she broke Vision's last wishes, which was not to use his body, uh, like not to experiment on the body, not to use the body um, as a weapon. And then he shows uh, the images of Wanda breaking in and stealing Vision's body. Now, it seems pretty obvious <laughs> that S.W.O.R.D. was experimenting on his body, Yeah, his right? body was completely it was like, in a laboratory, taken apart. Right? Yeah. And, like, you had people so clearly, in white suits. Yeah. Yeah, clearly, clearly, clearly S.W.O.R.D. was committing the very yeah. thing that he yeah. accused Wanda of, right? Yes. Well, no one's confused by that. Yes. No. Um, I think he, uh, t- uh, director, was it Tyler? Tyler Hayward, I that think guy. I think he's confused in terms of <laughs> what's what. And no, like, I don't think so. He's just a manipulative prick. Well, here's a, here's something uh, that I think is interesting. Do we like this show is playing with the idea, the ideas in terms of what we're familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then also you know how we've all be, how we've all been raised on television in terms of you know the sitcom style. This happens, that happens, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think Hayward is another kind of um, thing where essentially, yes, he's being set up to look like he's the bad guy in terms of how he acts, how everyone interacts with him, his shady business. But really and truly, he's not the bad guy at all. He's just a moron. Not even that he's a moron. <laughs> he's just he's the director of Sword, and yeah. these are his beliefs. You know, maybe they're not good, maybe they're not bad. It's just his beliefs. Yeah. You know, his job is to protect humanity, right? Right. You know, you could argue to a degree if you know, utilizing and doing experiments or whatever with Vision's body is a way to protect the greater good. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Yeah. You know, one over the many, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, the other thing with Hayward, you know, he calls Wanda a, t- <laughs> a terrorist. Yeah. Would you guys agree that she is a terrorist at this point? Or is that taking a little extreme to well, kind of make everyone agree with him? I well, there is a, dis- a pretty, dis- not disturbing, but a, a very impactful scene when Vision is talking to Norm mm-hmm. and Good uncovers, on, you know, the, you know, takes away the, the the curtain, so to speak. And Norm is like, "I'm in pain. This is almost unbearable," right? Which means that you would assume that everyone who's there is is undergoing the same sort of. And even Monica says it right. She's like, "I felt it was painful. I was being held against my will." So, is she a terrorist? She's. She's. I don't know if terrorist is the right word, but she's. She's not. She's not a good she's person. She's holding these point. people hostage against their will, and like, she's causing so, pain. She's causing. She's causing. Well, so here's the thing. Pain. So the the nat- so terrorism, 
right? The definition according to um, the internet, the Wikipedia. internet is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. Ah, okay. So the political. So stuff. yeah, would not say it's political, but would definitely. <laughs> she runs for mayor of Westview. Becomes political. <laughs> becomes a political like drama. Oh, well, great. It wasn't about vision. She just wanted to start her political. Career. That was the whole of Westview. Yes, yeah. yeah, but uh, she's definitely as as we just got a comment here. She's definitely a criminal. Like it's mm. def- this is definitely criminal activity. What she's doing is wrong, right? If the Avengers were still around, they would break into the bubble. And they would take her down. Yeah, lots of COVID references. Quarantine, bubble. I don't think there was a reference to COVID. Just because this was thought <laughs> of just, before it's COVID. Just, it's just perfect, though. Yes, yeah, great like timing. Perfect, but I also think we're, we're hypersensitive to those types of words of now. Of course. Just because of the current and previous events. But the fact that they use the words bubble and quarantine <laughs> in the same episode is is amazing. It's like it's like the show caused COVID, not Do the we get, video. Uh, well, here's a, que- well, here's a question, right? As this event continues to escalate in Westview and New Jersey and everything, will SWORD or any of the other agencies involved call in any other superheroes or Avengers to deal with Ravi has a theory point? on this. Uh, so Ravi pointed out that Monica knows a, f- a physicist. She said so when they're when they're trying to brainstorm how to get back into the bubble by yep. using lead and, and a a bubble into a bubble. Uh, she says that she knows an aerospace engineer. Um, and a lot of people have been playing with the idea that this series won't necessarily set up the Fantastic Four, but may reference pieces of the Fantastic Four. For, and Reed Richards is a, you know, in the comics, he's a well-known aerospace. That's Mr. Stretch. Right? And it's Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mr. Oh, Mr. Oh, Stretch? Oh. Yeah, Mr. He has the power to stretch. Right? Yeah, it's not Mr. I'm sorry, stretch. I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Fantastic Four fan. Okay. Nope, nobody is. Oh. I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty popular. It's just, it's just one of our, <laughs> everyone has a blind spot for us, for Marvel stuff. It's definitely the Fantastic I have a blind, the whole thing is a blind spot for me. To be honest, I didn't know much about Marvel before the movie. <laughs> I I knew I knew X Men and Spider Man, and that was it. I mean, that's a lot of people, though. Yeah, and I, I, a little Iron Man, and that was it. I didn't know I didn't know too much about any of the other ones. I knew nothing about Thor, and now I'm not even. I can't even say I know that much more. I was than, say, and now I still I know even less. And now I'm just discrediting really. myself uh, on a podcast that you're listening to. Yeah. Well, good job, what? Krishna. Thanks, hey, Krishna. We have to really keep the are, viewers. We have all of our bases covered. Okay. You guys can be the Uber nerds, and I'm just going to be the, the 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 casual. I'm the casual. The norm. That yeah. I'm norm. You're norm. I'm norm. What's you're, up, norm? What's up? You're the funny guy. <laughs> he does say a great line. When can or these things now? If these computers can help me find a wife, uh, yes. uh, yeah. And then and then Vision's like, oh, you know, it will it give will it a couple years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh so computers are stupid. This was the '80s, right? Yes. This is this one is the definitely 80s in the episode. '80s. So we're gonna get '90s next, hopefully. Actually, speaking of '80s, so Monica and crew and you know Darcy and Wu and everyone are like, oh, how do we get back inside the bubble? And then they use a drone, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. They find a drone with from a the missile. 80s. Real quick, we had drones back in the 80s like that? Wait. Yes. Didn't the drone Did we come really? military? Military had drones If you like think that? about technology, right. right? Military tech is about 10 years in, into uh, the ahead. future of commercial, right? Right. So, yes. Wait, I'm confused. The drone That's didn't scary. come from outside the bubble? 
No, the drone did. So remember, the idea is when anything enters the bubble, it changes. its matter changes to match the aesthetic of that time period. Uh, so when the sword agent was going through in their hazmat, you know, 2020 B costume um, suit or whatever, the world or Wanda changed it to match that aesthetic. Oh, a B costume. Right. Same with like Monica's. Um, oh. sword gear and Kevlar vest, the pants turned right. into Kevlar. So if they're in the 80s, there are drones. So they just need to find an old drone from the 80s and then oh, send that's it through. that's a very interesting... Uh, very interesting. How does, how does Marvel know this? Well, I think it's been declassified <laughs> at this point. Oh, okay. All no, right. Marvel has always worked for the... Marvel, Marvel is, is an offshoot of the U.S. Uh, military. Kind of like S.W.O.R.D. is? Yes, yes. Oh. It's a government program that's been Ow. in place to <laughs> get us all ready for when superheroes start appearing on Earth. Oh, okay. That's soon. Holy shit. Could you imagine if that was like a real thing? That'd be cool. It would, it would be it would be like the, it'd be more like the boys be, and Watchmen than Marvel and DC. And then anyone who didn't have the powers would just be sad. Yeah. Basically, be dead. We'll all be dead. So one of the things that is making the rounds, um, as we know, in these episodes, there are, are moments where they cut to commercials, very much like what you would see in traditional television. Mm. Um, usually they use the same uh, actress, I believe. She's been in all of the commercials so far. This one was about a paper towel roll for cleaning up spills. Clean um, up the mess. Cl- clean for up cleaning messes. up the messes, yeah. the the spills, if you you all remember, were very red and kind of uh, blood drippy soundy. Um, Those bear as well. Those bear. But they refer to the the brand is referred to as Lagos, Lagos, or Lagos, Lagos. Well, they pronounce it incorrectly. Yes, yeah, Lagos. If if it, you're right, because it's based off of the place, right? And and the right, yes. And they pronounce it incorrectly. Correct. But is this a big deal, though. or does it make sense? Where it makes con- it actually really relates to what they're talking about right before in the quote-unquote real world, right? Mm-hmm. They actually show footage from the beginning of Captain America: Civil War, where at you know it, it, there in 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 Lagos, they that's when the whole Sokovian Accords come about, because that's when um, during the the um, summit thing, not the no, not the summit. Summit's uh, Winter Soldier, but during their mission, people get killed when um, Crossbones detonates the bomb. Wanda puts him in the little sphere thing. That's right. Bubble explodes a little bubble, right? And um, that's oh. when they're deemed terrorists, and that's how Civil War pops off, right? Um, and off. they're actually talking about it. That's what the reference to the terrorist thing. Actually, and then ba- we got that commercial. Based on what I just read about the word terrorist. They were acting as terrorists because it was for political thingamajiggy, right? But were, but were they trying to cause the? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're the I attention. Don't I, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, they were trying to stop Crossbones at that point, right? Because he was stealing something. Well, they weren't deemed terrorists until after they disagreed to sign the Sokovia Accords. Correct. Because after that, because there was there was fallout, people died. 26. They needed people. They wanted them to be more regulation around these superheroes that they can't just basically run off and go do missions without oversight. 
Mm. Speaking of the Sokovia Accords, uh, Agent Wu actually brings them up, Section 36B, I think. I thought that was a specific reference to the Accords, so I kind of looked it through. Couldn't find anything. I think more that line is supposed to basically show you that the world is still very much, uh, or the government agencies of the world are very much familiar with the Sokovia Accords and using it kind of as, as their playbook when it comes to... Uh- I think also superheroes. I think also that's why they refer to Wanda as a terrorist because technically right if you think about before the events of Infinity War she was on the run with Vision and deemed a Oh no she was doing secret meet, meetups with Vision. Yeah but, right. but remember they're still on the run. They escaped Yeah Wanda and, and uh Correct. Captain America because though. they were on the 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 people that refused to sign. So they're the terrorists. Yeah, they're terrorists. Right, but don't you think they would have gotten a clean slate after I don't know saving the fucking universe? Maybe not. Yeah, probably. I guess what I'm sure people the sword pro- guy probably like the pr- sword guy. He probably believes that it's their fault the thing happened in the first place. It is. They're probably, they're probably like if we had the Sokovian Accords in place, Thanos would have signed it. He how many? How many? How many of uh, Tony Stark's toys has almost destroyed the Earth? Quite just a few. The one. What do you mean? It was just Ultron that almost. And it was like a little almost. It wasn't even like a big. It was a little almost. Thanos was gonna this do. Guy. Thanos was gonna do what he's gonna do regardless of what was happening on Earth. Um, I disagree. Well, you're wrong. I'm just kidding, of course. Um, where, where did I want to go back? I wanted to touch upon. Do we want to go back to to Pietro? Not Pietro. 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 Damn it! I really. Ugh, I fucking hate when this happens. Brain brain farts galore. Well, actually, do we think the other actor, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, will show up? In the original <laughs> have Quicksilver versus Quicksilver? Quicksilver. If it's multiverse, I don't see why you wouldn't. But do you think this is actually this part is actually introduced the multiverse? That's uh, my we don't know. We do. We don't I, know. Well, so we got a comment earlier from uh, Courtney McNerdy, and. It reminded me because I watched the episode six promo Mm -hmm. and (laughs) like a a weirdo, I decided to pause on a free on a frame and then look at it for way too long. And specifically in the the promo, there is a distraught looking Wanda kind of she looks like she potentially might be in a prison suit. Couldn't really tell. But in front of her is this blue crystal thing. And I said, sure, it's a Christian. I was like, is this potentially an infinity stone? And what I guess one of the theories that's flying out there along. I said no. Along with uh, <laughs> M- Mephisto theory. Mephisto, yeah. Mephisto is that Mephisto potentially has brought an infinity stone from another one of the universes, from the multiverse. And that could be a way in which. Wanda has been able to resurrect this mm. corpsey weird thing, vision, whatever it oh, is. Oh, that would actually make sense. That'd be dumb. Hmm. But anyway, I mean, the multiverse thing I think is a very big important thing here. But again, it could sounds also, messy. But it could also <laughs> just be you know marketing material gone wrong. Oh God! Also true. Like it could just be there's been way too many leaks at Marvel and all these things, and the theories have just run. So rampant. Rampant yeah. speculation. And that r- maybe there's no multiverse at all. It's just all very kind of flat and linear, oh, which yeah, would yeah. be annoying, I think, because... I mean, they've already they've already introduced the idea of multiverse and time travel, right? As soon as you saw old Captain America at the end of Endgame, the whole world changed, right? Fundamentally, it's like, okay, they broke their own rule for Correct. time travel. Yep. Therefore, something else is happening. The only way to explain that is a multiverse, right? The multiverse is so prevalent in the MCU. 
Uh, you mean the Marvel Comics? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, Marvel Comics and TV shows and whatnot. Um, so it, it would be silly not to not to go there, not to touch on it. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's multiverse. It's just how the question is at this point is how in depth are they going to get with it? How important is it going to be to the stories that they're going to tell going forward? And hopefully they're very important because why the most annoying thing would be to just have use it when it's convenient sure. instead of having actual serious implications and ramifications. I think Marvel's always done a good job of slowly explaining different things, right? If you think about the Infinity Stones. Yeah, that's a good point. They took like they 15 took, movies. Right, they took, they really explained it over multiple movies to really like get into the idea that there are this amount of stones, they all have different powers, it has cosmic energy potentially when it all comes together, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Endgame is a three-hour movie that does a really delicate line of really trying to explain how how time travel works, utilizing our own knowledge of pop culture, but then reinforcing that and explaining the mechanics of this time travel, right? Yeah. And so I believe with this multiverse stuff, this is... This is just the beginning of it, you know, this beginning of phase four or whatever they want to call it, if they're reluctant to call it phase four. This next series of Marvel shows and Marvel movies are really all about, I think, explaining this mechanic and yeah. potentially how it works. And I think the, the, so the, the question is, it's definitely happening. There's sure. no question. It's yeah. just it's just how how does it work? How, <laughs> how does it work and how involved is it going to be? Is it going to be all of phase four? Is it, is it a couple of series and a couple of movies? Right. Just how big is it? How big are we going to get? Are we going to get a full are we getting a full X-Men team right from a different dimension or is it going to be like a one off like a quick a quickie? A quickie, a quickie, quick, a quickie, quicksilver, right? That's 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 the questions that you know are will be interesting to see. Just how far, how deep are they going to go? And and, the, and the, I think the question is right. Like, if if Pietro is dead, right, and you have this alternate Pietro, and Vision is dead, right? Yeah. What happens when those type of characters leave this bubble? Mm-hmm. Do they cease to exist, or are they their new forms of matter? Like, I think those are the questions that a lot of people have as well and are interested. Like, what happens when the two kids try and leave the bubble? Right. Like, do they just exist now? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they're Maybe confined to New Jersey. Wanda's a very powerful, obviously, individual with her, her, you know, telekinesis, telepathy, like the whole shebang. She's obviously, she's obviously had what, you know, she could take on Thanos herself. You know, Monica, as she brings that up. So, I think these kids, when they leave the bubble, they, they exist. They're they're there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because her power seems to be unlimited, unlimited power. Unlimited. What did you guys power. think of the line where they actually talked about the fight in Endgame with Thanos and how they actually referenced that she was about to kill Thanos if it hadn't been for the Blitz? And then they actually even mentioned Captain Marvel. And then Monica is like, "Let's move on. I don't want to talk about Captain Marvel." What do we think of that? That's that's interesting implications, right? There's a it's fun because it's kind of like what a lot of fans do. Like they pick a side, like they have their favorite Avengers, mm. and then it's like, well, this is they were more responsible for this, or you know, because of the, you know whatever they take their sides. So it's kind of fun to see that play out in this in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's some relationship stuff there between Captain Marvel and Monica, which I, I wonder, will be interesting to see. I wonder if it's you know abandonment, like she left and she never maybe she never came back. Mm. Um, I mean, I would assume she probably she didn't come back, uh, as far as we know, in terms of back to Earth before that. So she missed a lot of her childhood. She wasn't there when or 
Photon. Or a different version died. of her came back. And oh, was God, bad. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse. It's, it's there. Anything can happen now. Anything is possible. So Anything is possible. Yelled yeah. into a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like this one. Let's it move into bold predictions here because I think mm. some of us, you know, like I said at the top, my bold prediction that Quicksilver will show up. That was my season-long one. Um, nice. It came It came true, and the season's not even over yet, so I have to fi- – do, do I figure out a new one, yeah, or do we just leave you it? Actually, you lose because it wasn't that bold. So. <laughs> who you need, you need who decides one. this? You need a bolder one like Quicksilver – Will hold hands with the other quicks. Well, anyway, going back to my episode, <laughs> my original episode five prediction was that Arjuna was going to be like pleasantly surprised. Or no, that's your episode four. Well, I'm moving it to this one. Were you surprised or interested in this one, or were you like, RC, your your one word impression wasn't predictable? So, well, your your prediction was actually one of the members of ACDC will show up. Yeah, so. which was a bolt. You said go go crazy. Yeah, and I so went crazy. you were wrong. Yeah, you, you but what about the other? Were you actually like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I find this all predictable, <laughs> or were you like, wow, this is actually good television? I actually enjoyed the episode. The one thing I did note that was interesting was, uh, in terms of the theme and in terms of when they would go between Westview and then the outside bubble, you know, the first three episodes are all in the bubble, right? And then there's a, maybe sometimes like the slow pan out of the screen and the image and everything, and they really delicately go between the two worlds. Even episode four. You know they they re- like they have the the slow change on the aspect ratio and stuff. This episode was just they really just cut back and forth between mm-hmm. the episodes, and I thought that was interesting. And I was like, eh, it feels kind of weird. They're so delicate these first few episodes, and now it's just a little bit more abrupt. But in thinking about it, I wonder if that's been part of the intention of the show because the reality of that is starting to break down. Well, so did it's you a bit more did you notice chaotic. aspect ratio changes too? Yes. So the aspect for, so they were going full screen yep. when they were in the eighties bubble, then sixteen by nine. But then did you also notice the quality? So they mm-hmm. had that eighties aesthetic, which was very, very red, um, which was interesting. Also the co- quality as well as so the like, quality. You know, so when bit, uh, when uh vision broke into or broke to uh Norm and was able to talk to him, the quality also changed there. It was going from soft to super, super sharp, yep. which was really, really cool. Um I think visually, as as we know, like Marvel's killing it, except for you know Black, Black Panther, Panther, the first the CGI? one, the CGI, yeah, just in that one bus scene. The the entire it was Tokyo, right? That entire yeah, I didn't like that bad CGI. <laughs> um, it was CGI. It was bad CGI. Go watch the movie. CGI, that CGI doesn't live up to the, it. I like, mean, if you watch the original Avengers, the CGI does not. The Aven- original Avengers is also great. very boring. Yeah, it's the first super half, slow. hour and a half of just super like. Slow. What has happened? Until it gets really good. I mean, when Josh Whedon's been canceled, so it's Hulk. fine to hate it. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Has he been canceled? Yeah, for everything that happened over the DC stuff? I I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. But I, I did enjoy My bold prediction that Agent Wu would enter the bubble and die, but not forever, did not come true. Yeah, that well, was he, <laughs> he didn't die forever, so you were Oh, that's correct. a good point. I was half right. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't die forever. And then Arjuna's one was there's another layer to the bubble slash show thing. Which there might be. Yeah, could be. Because if, if we're going to go with your, you know, off of a theory that there are different versions of Wanda or personalities. Oh, that's my new pr- uh, role prediction for the season. There's a there's a, a bad version. There's a bad version of Wanda and I'm, I'm going to include That's that, different than the regular. Right, that that could be her subconscious come alive or it could be another villain or character. Ooh. That all encompasses that theory. 
Nice. So, so the Maybe bold, it should be the Emerald Queen. The bold prediction would be good Wanda versus evil Wanda at the end of the season. I mean, we all know it's going to be Vision versus Wanda at some point. Like, they almost decked it out. That was a really cool shot. Yeah. I really thought, like, the the frame of that, of them going up, like, the hands and then... Choose your fighter. Uh, yeah, that was my yeah. choose your fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was... That would have been my... That was almost my one-word impression because, like, that whole scene was very memorable. Wait, which word? really cool. Which word? Whatever I you I would just been like fight. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, but fight. it wasn't as cool as fighters fight. or fighter. But like, and I thought those. You know, we've talked about Paul Bettany's acting, but I thought like when he goes up and he just yells in anguish, he's like, I don't remember anything. I like felt that a little bit. I was like, wow. So the best like <laughs> acting part for me was when towards the beginning of the episode mm. when um mm. um Agnes Agnes comes into the house. And she's all laughing, ha ha ha. And then like the music and everything kind of stops on a dime. And she's like, "Hey, should we do it from the top?" And like it was very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt that. And, like props to all three of them. They did a great job making you feel uncomfortable and confused. The acting in this show has been a, definitely a step up from your usual Marvel fare, right? Because let's be honest, it's normally ridiculousness. Like they're in front of blue screens with tennis balls on on sticks and. <laughs> You know, it's just hard. It's, it's just hard to act. You can't really immerse yourself in the. Well, it's a, it's, it's a whole show, right? Where is the 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 cast of characters is a bit smaller for sure over a longer period of time, right? So I also think they're allowed to like shine. Uh, and you hear this from some actors too. Like, there's something to practical sets sometimes when you can really immerse yourself sure. and you can see it and you can feel it. And they've really painstakingly done that for the sitcom type of stuff as well. While they're also playing these characters, playing these characters. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's how they, that immersion has helped those actors. Well, that's too. why, like, Mandalorian, right? They've been nominated for I don't know how many Golden Globes for season two. Like, having that virtual set where it actually kind of moves so they can physically see what we, the audience, will end up seeing. Sure. They also do the practical effects. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful that they're doing that. Um, hopefully, you know, more of the... I mean, Marvel has always kind of done, I think, a fairly good job of using practical and CG when it makes sense you know, for safety and, you know, also we can't have a big battle in Wakanda with aliens. I don't think that you can ever make that practical. I think you could. Really? Claymation. <laughs> 10,000 years later. <laughs> Our Judas Claymation version of Infinity War is done. Wow. It's just oh, a big uh, Our Judas humanity's gone? They left Earth about oh, 5,000 years ago. I'll enjoy my clay movie. Oh That's man, like you're in, just uh, like uh, Parks and Rec, yep. uh, Ben Wyatt. Yeah, <laughs> I really thought that'd be longer. <laughs> no, it's like he's like that was three weeks, and it's literally three seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his face is great. It's like, like would a would a depressed person make this? <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly depressed. Uh, uh, so good. good uh, so moving to episode six, do we have any new bold predictions that Ooh. we want to bring up? All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. Chris should go first. Okay, go ahead, Juno. I mean, quick you off, cut you off. My bold prediction is Christian's bold prediction will be dumb. No, I'm just joking. Uh, my bold prediction is no. Aaron Taylor Johnson will show up in episode six. Wow, as his version of Quicksilver. Um, and they have an arm wrestle. No, I, I'm going to. I'm going to say Speed it's, it's going to be like a glitch, right? Like you'll see Evan Peters and like glitch for a second. It'll be like, back to yeah. It'll, it'll kind of Aaron. like change or whatever. That'd be if wild. they do that. Does that mean then? God knows what does that, that means. Mean, yeah, I guess what does that mean? But I guess <laughs> I don't, they know. don't know. I think the immediate implications would be well, what if it glitches and it's just like a rotting corpse of the original Quicksilver and that they're painting over with this Quicksilver from the X Men universe, 
Because obviously the original, that's just horrific. But where, but where would she get the reference? Maybe First she, of all, she, maybe she saw uh, it in a movie. We don't know. We just don't maybe know. Maybe she, maybe there is an X Men movie <laughs> in the right. MCU universe. Oh, and that's the question, right? Like, as we learn more about this Evan Peters Quicksilver, you know, is it yeah. just a coincidence? He looks like the Fox version. Is it? Is yeah. there relevance to? I assume there's relevance. To I wonder. It, I wonder if it's like a, the, a the best caption I saw was you know Quicksilver returns due to corporate synergy. <laughs> yeah, I mean now that the the deal's finally gone through, right? So I, I love some people were like, Disney. I love some people were like, was there a scheduling conflict? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, uh, we did I, real quick. We did get a comment earlier. Uh, Sahara not Sarah said uh, she does not like Evan Peters' version, and she liked the Aaron Taylor Johnson version more. Curious to see for you guys. Obviously, that was years ago when they both came out around the same time. But which version you prefer? I think I prefer Evan Peters more. Um, he, uh, I haven't seen him in very much in very many things, but I love what he brought to Quicksilver, like this quirky, twitchy, teenager esque, um, you know, character. Sure, uh, he was funny. Yeah, I, I was, I was just a big fan. Also, he had a, a bit more time to play with the character than he was in Aaron. He was multiple movies. Yeah, than Aaron. Did, granted, so. granted, I, I think. His, you know, his best appearances in his first movie, Days of Future Past, where he, you know, they have the the infamous sequence of him kind of running around with the music and everything, like, st- yeah, still one of the greatest iconic sequence, iconic, right? Yeah, and I would say like after that, in all of his other appearances, it wasn't very memorable or, or yeah, good. but those but movies I, weren't very those good movies either. sucked yeah. too, exactly. Yeah, so um, I do think my, for next episode. My bold prediction is that my season prediction will come to pass. What's your, oh, and to re- remind everyone, Christian's season prediction is Magneto will be referenced with metal. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, now that you've introduced Evan Peters. Uh, Damn, Evan you're Peters, right. Yeah. Evan Peters, right? Or that Evan Peters Quicksilver yep. in the X-Men is Magneto's son. So my season prediction has the highest odds, I would say, of coming true in the next episode. It might not be with the metal. It'll I'm gonna like take. A, a I'm gonna take it one step further. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yes, that's your prediction. There that's we go. my prediction. He shows up next episode. That, he's like, and he's like, "Son, what are you doing here? We gotta go back to our universe." Is that is that the Luke level cameo? I'm gonna yes. say no. I'm gonna, They're gonna go one step. No, because beyond. Ian McKellen will everyone, show up. Everyone knows who Michael Fassbender is. No, Mark Hamill will show up. Right? Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> yes. Is Michael Fassbender like? Would you say that's Luke level in terms of? Yes. If you're a fan of X-Men or yes. not, you know who the actor is. Uh, so it would be uh, like, I don't know. it'd be like, I don't whoa. Know. No, I, I think, it, again, I think for X-Men, I don't know. It has to, it, if it's going to be Luke level, Luke Skywalker level esque, right? And we're putting it into the bucket of it's an X-Men character and an X-Men actor who's previously established. There's only two Hugh Jackman as Wolverine or Patrick Stewart as Xavier. <laughs> that would be they're the, the They're the most level. iconic. It would make it sense. The most sense. It would make sense yeah. that Patrick Stewart would show up because right. he also, in the comics, has played a lot with multiverse. He's a and, mental. Huh? He's a mental. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's mental. <laughs> um, and he also, his character interacts with Wanda all the time as Wanda. well. So yeah. maybe that. Yeah, maybe he comes in, he's like, yo, um, Quicksilver, come back to our side. Wait, what, what, what would you say to Patrick Stewart Showing up with Ian McKellen, I'd cry because that's Magneto. And wait, did Ian McKellen? Maybe um, did Ian McKellen say he's retiring from acting though? Yeah, but Disney what? money, man. 
He's retiring for twenty seconds. I think I read on that screen. He'll show up. He'll yeah, show but up. once you're that age, like you he's going to be like, really he's going to be like. No, what they can do is they'll have them, and then she'll change them to their younger versions, and they'll all come out together, Ooh, and it'll nice. be the. Uh, It'll be James McAvoy and Fassbender. I just, I think Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, one last ride together in WandaVision. That would be Bad Boys. Blast. Oh, no, Bad sorry. Boys 4. What I read was, what I read was <laughs> Ian McKellen has no plans to retire anytime soon. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, you can do it. the complete opposite of what you yeah, thought. I saw retiring. I, he's older. I thought he was, you know, going to spend time with Ravi, that's Gandalf. his puppies. Okay, Gandalf doesn't quit. Um, Ravi, you have... Let people know your extreme hate of the Picard show. Yeah, you yes. said a big reason was because Patrick Stewart looked like he had too much plastic surgery. Yes. Uh, if he shows up with the plastic surgery face, would you be disappointed? So here, here's a fun fact. <laughs> it's not that Patrick Stewie, Patrick Stewie, <laughs> Patrick Stewie. It's not that Patrick Stewart had uh, plastic surgery or Botox or anything like that. It's what they did visually, like the visual effects artist for Picard did to his face. If you look at Patrick Stewart in interviews, like a couple yeah, months ago, or whatever, sure. he looks a okay. Yeah. And something tells me that if Patrick Stewart was to show up in this, they're not going to do what they're CBS. Not gonna fuck his face up. They're not going to fuck his face <laughs> up. So I'm not too worried about that. They fucked. Uh, <laughs> you don't just you don't just die out on that they fucked uh... <laughs> they fucked oh, no they I, mean, I was just gonna say they fucked up uh, Mark Hamill's face for uh, Mandalorian that CGI stupid shit I thought it was fine I don't know why everyone's was moaning horrible. and complaining he was talking about bad CGI it's literally it's literally a four minute scene of mostly him on screen <laughs> <laughs> That's why it should be good. It was fine, okay? God. It was not quick, real quick, funny comment. I don't know if you guys have seen the Uber Ease commercial. Of course. Uh, but Lauren WW says, Patrick Stewart and Mark Hamill filmed their cameo same day as their Uber Eats commercial. Boom. We've also figured out the reason uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson was not available for uh, <laughs> for uh, WandaVision. Uh, it's because he was busy filming Tenet in reverse. Time travel. Is he in Tenet? Yeah, he's the he's the other soldier, the soldier, the third soldier at the end. See, the, I they split the thing. That's no that's idea. Quicksilver. That, no, no idea. Really that is. Was that's him. him. That's him. I had no fun idea fact. that was him. Fun oh fun my god, it, it is him. Because I hate that. Movie. It is him. Look. Yeah. I, yes, I know. I I know this. I think I, I said you didn't it know when this. we were watching it. No, I doubt it. I'm just kidding. He's but also uh, he's also kick ass and kick ass. <laughs> Wait, Evan Peters is also in that movie. Holy shit! Wait, who's Evan Peters? In Evan that? Peters is uh, he's the friend of him of his. Whoa! In so they were both Quicksilver oh, before yeah. either was Quicksilver. Oh my god! I just put that together. Evan Peters and played the sidekick. He was like his friend who becomes like bad. I think. Wow. Yeah. Evan Peters. Fun fact. All right, yes. kids. Here we go. All right, I'll, I'll start. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, he isn't it? Damn. Was WandaVision. Season one, episode five. Good. I'm going to say yes. That's going to be a yes for me. <laughs> That's going to be a yes for me. That's going to be a yes for me. That's going to be a yes. It was great. Uh, like I said, acting top notch. Um, again, I do wish the whole thing was dropped at once. I will do better. I will be better for episode six so that I can be surprised. There you go. Just Don't. stay up till midnight. It might have I'm to. old, bro. Might have to. I need sleep. I'm old, too. I stayed up. I had to be up at You're six today or something. I just didn't sleep. I haven't slept for four days. Wow. That makes sense. <laughs> Krishna, <laughs> was WandaVision good? It was good. I enjoyed it highly. 
and I can't wait to see where the show is going. We've, Did you enjoy Popsicle? I enjoyed Pop. What do you oh, mean? real quick. <laughs> Did you guys popsicle. laugh your ass off during the opening and baby uh, vision? Oh my like god! Teenage yes. Really like, yes. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. hilarious. I was, oh, like, actually, I was like, "Wait, they make uh, a baby I know, vision." I know, I know we're doing the good stuff, but I, and I I saw it and I didn't bother to rewind because the Disney Plus interface is horrible to rewind and go frame by frame. Uh, but did you guys see a flash frame during the opening? I swear, I thought I saw a flash frame, and I really wanted to pause and go back and see like what was in that flash frame. Uh, if anyone is watching or listening right now, please either confirm or deny. My you can, I'm going to deny. I think you can go frame by frame if you watch Disney Plus on a computer because there's a command. Thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So we can go and look after this and then we'll tell you on Twitter. All right. That wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was good. Juna, was this episode of WandaVision good for you? Yes. It was good. Wow. It was the best I'm episode of the, of, the, of the series. And it, again, once again, reaffirms that I, will, I would like to binge this show beginning to end. I can't wait. I was uh, telling. At some point. I was telling Ravi this. I can't wait to wait six months after the show ends to binge it just to see, and most specifically, to see the show go from like this comedy. The first three episodes are pretty comedic with some, you know, stuff into like this pseudo horror. You know, because now they're getting into like some horrific psychological elements, which are really thriller, comedy to thriller. Is uh, see that evolution, but you know, in one day instead of over, yeah, uh, eight weeks or whatever. Nine is. weeks. Oh, yeah, eight weeks. Eight right. weeks. Yeah. yeah, love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you for all sticking around, listening to the Was It Good podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. We live stream these podcasts every Monday and Friday. At uh, twitch.tv slash was it good. Uh, we also have our YouTube page. Be sure to check that out. And our website, was it good.info, newsletter coming soon. Our next pod is going to be this coming Monday when we're going to be breaking down the Super Bowl, excuse me, the wow. big game, and asking the question, what was it good? We're going to get sued. And then also uh, recapping the newest episode of Attack on Titan Season 4, Episode 9. Check us out then. Well, prediction for that? In Attack on Titan, um, someone will die. Because that's what happens. What about for the big game? Someone will win. Someone's going to get fired. Chiefs Chiefs by 20. Chiefs by 20? You should put put money down. The line's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't have money in my You should put 2.3 million down like that one person. That's stupid. Wait, somebody put 2.3 on the Chiefs? Anyway, goodbye and talk to you later.